women in STEM was never foreign to me. Yeah. Women in technology, you know, it just because I always had like great women to sort of mentor me along the way. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Friday, so this is our hashtag one hero episode. In these episodes, we highlight and celebrate a blog post and contributor from our community and discuss topics surrounding sales, marketing, and customer success. Here we go. Sangram here. Uh, we are with the Flip My Phone podcast, and this is a special treat because we never had somebody <laughs> like Anisha on the Flip My Phone podcast. We, okay. we have always interviewed people from for-profit organizations, yes. CEOs and marketers and salespeople. So today we have Anisha Freeman, who is the Marketing and Communications Manager at Power My Learning. Now, yes. people who don't know about Power My Learning, it's, it's an incredible organization, and I'm sure Anisha will share a little bit more. But from a flip my funnel community perspective, this is one organization that we truly love, support, and want to be part of. And, and we've been just uh, fallen in love with everything they do. And, and Anisha and her team, they do a phenomenal job of it. So today, we're going to talk about some, some things around nonprofit. So ease up, listen up, this is going to be fun. And then we're going to talk about struggles or challenges for nonprofit versus for-profit. And then we can uh, get some notes on that. And then we're going to share some experiences that we had together on this journey in the last couple of years. So Anisha, why don't you share a little bit about yourself okay, sure. and also Parma Learning? Sure. So my name is Onisha Freeman, and like I said, I'm the Marketing and Communications Manager at Power My Learning. I have been with Power My Learning for about four and a half years. And wow, it's been already four and a yes. half? Like, this has been the early days when I remember you I like, know. just getting started. Wow. <laughs> and I started there as a program coordinator and a program manager, and then I moved on to the marketing position when, you know, we really saw that we really needed to put some manpower yeah. and some strategic effort to our marketing. And so I applied for the position, and I was so excited to get it because I am, like, the biggest champion cheerleader for our organization. I love what we do. Yeah. Um, just to tell you a little bit about Power My Learning, Power My Learning, Learning um, has really been in existence since 1999. We started off as Computers for Youth, mm -hmm. um, and our, our CEO and founder, Elizabeth Stock, um, she started the organization um, really to try to address, you know, um, providing hands-on um, learning opportunities, but specifically also, you know, devices for right. young people. But as the years progressed, um, in 2007, we opened up our regional office here in Atlanta, Georgia. So until that point, it was just like one office, one one main... Mm -hmm. Computers okay. for Youth. And um, they opened up in LA, LA as well throughout that time and then here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I might have said that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. that's cool. Keep going. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we, we started, they started opening up regional offices. Yeah. And in 2007, Atlanta opened. And uh, we've been serving families here. We've served over 21,700 families, students, families, and teachers yeah. over the past 10 years here in Atlanta. And, uh, again, like going back to the services and programs, like we started off with doing our family learning workshop where the families would come in and they would be provided with training yeah. on digital and, and digital learning resources. And then they would get to take the computer home yeah. and, and, you know, continue that le learning at home because we really wanted to strengthen that home learning environment, which is still yeah. a core part of what we do. But we've also realized that we, there's this triangle, a triangle of, of um, learning, the problem I learning triangle. And basically yeah. that triangle is that what we want to do is really, um, 
you know, put we don't believe that the computer is like the silver bullet and it's yeah, gonna solve it's not all the, the problems. Only thing. And people no. think about that a lot, right. right? Hey, let's just provide just hardware or yeah. technology and magically no. the kid is gonna do a great job yeah. in the family and they're gonna succeed. So and yeah. that was one of the core areas where where I really fell in love with the, the program. So yes, tell us about this this triangle. Yeah, so the triangle is really a way for us to bring in all of the stakeholders that will lead to the child being a more um confident yeah. um, and successful learners. So you have the teachers, mm -hmm. a key part. They're with teachers, you know, eight hours a day. Yep. You know, then of course you have those parents, the family members, the, um, it could be a grandmother, you yeah. know, and we want to empower everyone, the teachers, the parents, and the students. We want them to connect more. We want them to communicate better. And we want them to understand each other so that they can, you know, in essence, be the best support system for the student so the student can have what they need, especially yeah. those students, especially in like many of our schools um, that we work with where the, some students are at multiple learning levels in one classroom. Yeah. So the teacher, you know, she has to figure out how can I personalize this learning so that I can reach those students that are excelling as well as those students that are a couple reading levels behind or a couple of math levels behind you know how can i do that and technology is one of those cool ways that you can yeah. personalize that learning yeah. and and be able to work so we work with teachers one-on-one -on -one to um, help them hone their teaching practices and help them be able to especially those teachers um, for an example who um you know came out of college 30 right. years ago and, yeah. and they might have adopted technology but it may not be in the most meaningful um way so we just yeah. want to help uh, help them adjust and then you have um new teachers who are tech savvy but they still may need some fundamentals and figuring out how to really you know just again do it in the most meaningful way possible so that the teacher so that the student um can can be successful so you're helping the teachers the students as well as the parents yep and you're educating all three of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the goal. So we try to do it. Um, we technology sort of is one of those um, connectors, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we have an online learning platform called Power My Learning Connect. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing uh, platform. It yeah. has um, over five thousand learning digital learning resources, um, the best of the best. Um, we have teachers that help us find these resources, and then we um, have it so that the the students and the teachers can easily, and the parents can easily find the resources that they need. I have a fifth grader, yeah. So um, if my son comes when he comes home with um, his fifth grade <laughs> math homework, yeah. I'm lost, okay? <laughs> because learning is just so different from right. what how it was when I was in school. It's so different. So he comes home with his homework I can go on to power my learning connect I can easily just choose fifth grade I can type in fractions yeah and then all of these digital learning activities can populate and I can learn or, or learn along with him or he yeah. can learn I can check back in with him yep. you know it's like such a great resource to help parents that are super busy they don't have time to search all over the internet to find yeah. resources they can go to one simple safe place to find what they need and get yeah. the student on board so the students can practice um the teachers can uh, assign digital learning activities through our playlist feature so yeah. it's just you know just another way to empower those families and then of course we have our home learning centers where that the that the students get when they come to the workshops yeah it's free to those um students they get to um keep them we support them with um, um help their support it's bilingual um help their support oh, that cool. we give them okay. and then um of course we um the there are are activities that are um, native to the home learning center that are internet independent because a lot of our families may not have internet when they first you know 
come to the workshop. That is so crazy to even think about, right? What are, share some of the stats. I think yeah. you, you guys have, I remember uh, sharing in the early, early mm-hmm. days, it's like, man, you know, I can't even imagine that this is actually happening yeah. Yeah. here in the United States and then even here in Atlanta and Georgia. Mm-hmm. So can you share some of the stats why yeah, this is um, crazy? So um, from our own internal research, we found that two out of three families in Metro Atlanta don't have access to technology. Wait, um, wait a minute. <laughs> Repeat that again, because I don't think people are understanding how yeah. big. So two so out of three? Two out of three. Now, that number could have, um, it could be less, you yeah. know, as the years go by. Right. And and I hope it's part of it is yeah. because, you know, what, we, you guys are doing. what we are doing, yeah. you know, we want to solve that particular challenge. But um, yeah, so if they don't have that, and it's not even just about the fact that they have the device, it's how do you use it to get the information? Like, do you know how to get the information that you need? So mm-hmm. it's almost like a digital literacy issue as well, you know, yeah, on the on the side of the children as a, and the parents. Because yeah. if you're not working on a computer every day, you know, to be able to help your child just to get to their grades yeah. or get to the learning, like, you might not know. You know, yeah. we've had parents that are her saying in the workshop, like, I don't do computers, yeah. you know, I don't know how to do all that, you know, so, wow. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, lit- it's a digital literacy sort of challenge that that's prevalent, you know, I think, um, in America still today. And so, you know, we just want to address it's so many that's layers amazing. to it. Yeah. And so we just want to address it, but ultimately just strengthen those teachers and those parents so that the student has what they need, has the support that they need. Wow. Um, so share, a little bit personal here. Sure. Why did you choose to be a nonprofit? You could be you're yeah. an incredible marketer. You're an amazing person. And yeah, I know you. you. You're vibrant. <laughs> you could do anything you want to do in life. Why nonprofit? Why did you choose that profession? Well, um, it's because it started off. Um, I, I started off when I was a little little girl. I had a mentor, mm-hmm. and she was um, she was a computer science major at Georgia State. And she was giving her time to a little girl in Congress, Georgia, yeah. in Rockdale County, Georgia. <laughs> you grown? Are you native? I like, am. Like, wow. I'm, I'm a Grady baby. I'm born and raised here in Atlanta. I love this city so, so much. That's why it's so important for me to yeah. be able to like use my talents and my tech skills and my gifts to to give back to the to to the city that I love so much. Yeah. But she, you know, she gave of her time. She took me everywhere. Like yeah. she we went to little five points, probably when it wasn't as fancy yeah. to go over there, right? <laughs> so she took me so many cool places and it just opened my eyes. And because she was into computers, you know, fast forward to high school, I was like, I'm gonna do that because yeah. Holly did, did yeah. that. So I want to do what she did because it looked cool and fun. So, you know, um, I always knew the importance or or women in STEM was never foreign to me. Yeah. Women in technology, you know, it just because I always had like great women to sort of mentor me along the way. That's awesome. And so, um, she, you know, she was a, my mentor because of a nonprofit. Yeah. And so when I got the opportunity to work at a nonprofit and to, you know, work with young people, it was so special to me. The first the first kid out of my program, uh, this was my job previous to Power My Learning. The yeah. first the first young person, he when he got his college acceptance letter, yeah. I like emailed Holly. I was like, that Holly, a- if he got this because of what you did. Wow. Um, So, and this was like in 1980 something, like 84, 85, (laughs) when we were a match. Um, But Holly is still my friend to this day. Yeah. Um, And uh, she's a big Falcons fan, just like me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, we just, um, you know, that was so important for me to be able to 
do what she did for me for yeah. other people. And I don't, I can't say that it was necessarily intentional. I was looking for a job and I, yeah. you know, I just, it was my path. And, and now that I've been on this path, I think I have to, I like working at organizations who have a strong mission, who really are making a difference and where I fit in. Yeah. You know, because if I didn't fit in, it would be different. But right. I know I have skills and talents to help propel this mission and to, awesome. to do the work. And so, you know, it makes me feel good every day that we get to do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you. And thanks for sharing that yeah. personal story. I know it's very special to you and I can see how yeah. emotional it is for you. So thank you. Thank you for doing no that. And, and I think what it also brings up the point that when you are passionate about something and you when you put your heart and soul I'll be honest, initially, my view of nonprofits was maybe they don't have to work as hard as a startup, right? You know, yeah. they're doing things. Or maybe they don't have to do as much. But then when I got in touch with you guys and when I saw how hard you guys work, mm-hmm. I was like, my goodness, like, how can we get that here, right? And, yeah. and I think it all is, to your point, goes back to the mission and the vision yeah. of your organization that kind of drives you every single day. Mm-hmm. And and I, you know, I think one of the things that listeners can take away just from this conversation so far is that go and do things that really excite you and motivates you and passionate about and find an organization that aligns with that because mm-hmm. that's when you can get to the fullest. And, and I can clearly see yeah. you coming from marketing coordinator. Now you're running the parts of the marketing function so so quickly. And that hasn't happened because you're just good at marketing. It's right. probably more because you're also super passionate about the, the vision that you yeah. guys have. Yeah, yes, awesome. I do. I love what we do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the previous organization, I love what we I did there too. Yeah. You know, and I knew that from that point on, I felt like I had to, you know, like I said, be a part of an organization where I can be passionate about my work because I will work hard. Like yeah. I will be I, up late. And nonprofit world is the leanest, meanest, you know, especially the smaller nonprofit, like lean. Yeah. You know, everybody's wearing multiple hats. And startup. Um, I feel like it's, it's more just, like a startup. It, yeah, it feels like that. You know, um, there's some, you know, you, you have to figure out where to prioritize your efforts. Um, volunteers play a huge part in it. Sure. And I think that might be the one difference. Like, start, well, I don't know. In startup world, it might be lots yeah. of volunteers. I don't know. Well, Everybody. I mean, you know, <laughs> you think about the Flip My Phone community today, right? They're like, you know, we're around 10,000, fast approaching 10,000. Mm-hmm. And these are all, I look at them as volunteers that mm-hmm. they are spending their own time yep. and communicating they're on flipmyphone.com or mm-hmm. org and engaging with it there are people who are starting meetup groups yeah. all over the world we have like i think what 12 13 14 okay, okay. thank you Kato. Uh, 14 <laughs> different meetup groups like all over the world of people who are not necessarily terminus customers or yeah. anything like that they are just passionate about this idea of challenging the B2B marketing and sales mm-hmm. uh, program. So it, it's pretty awesome. So those yeah. that may be a way to think about community mm-hmm. as a whole and engaging with it. Yep. Let's talk about a story because that's okay. what marketers do, right? Yep. That's what marketers love and that's what people remember, right? Mm-hmm. Is give us a tourist, tell us a story of a student, a family, a teacher, like of anything, because I know you guys do this and at the end of the day, it's yep. all about that one story or yep. a story that just, so uh, yep. is there a story that you can share with us? Yes, and it's it's our favorite story. Right. <laughs> um, we have um, a, a, about, I think it might have been in 2014, um, we were doing a family learning workshop mm-hmm. where the families were receiving the technology and the training. And um, I just happened to be taking pictures. I had just started with Power My Learning, mm-hmm. and I just happened to be uh, taking pictures. And um, I 
you know, I took some pictures and and then I was like, oh, we should do a family le- a newsletter. Yeah. And so so after the workshops, I started doing this family newsletter and we happened to have some. That's hot. just a completely new idea. Yeah, it was like before. a new thing at the That's time awesome. in Atlanta, particularly. So uh, we did a family newsletter and I was like, uh, we had some Hawks tickets and yeah. I put it all the way at the bottom. I was like, if you um, would like to take your family to the, or get in a raffle for these Hawks tickets, you know, um, click this button and reply. And a few, a very few families did it, but yeah. this one particular family, she replied, and then uh, we sent her the Hawks tickets, and, and her and her family enjoyed the game. Awesome. Um, so then we were looking for our family of the year. So mm-hmm. at, at our annual fundraiser, Inspire, which yeah. will be on September 9th um, <laughs> this year, yep. uh, but our annual fundraiser, we... Um, we always pick a family that really exemplifies um, that we've made an impact um, on their family. Right. And so um, we sent out the nominations and I called her and yeah. I said, you really should apply. You yeah. know, you should apply. And, and, and everything worked out and her and her family were chosen to be our family of the year. Yeah. Her son, Marcus, um, was really struggling in school. Um really having a hard time. He was in the sixth grade at the time. So he was really having a hard time in school. And then um, as time passed on, they went to the workshop. She said a lot of parents were skeptical. Like, what is is this really about? These people are giving the kids computers. I don't know. But she was calling other parents and trying to convince them, come, you just never know, you know? So she said she learned so much at the workshop that she would secretly like go and and teach herself like the sixth grade st- wow. math stuff, and then her and Marcus would work together. They would get on Power My Learning Connect. They work together and figure it out. And so um, Marcus ended up um, being an honors math. Like he went Whoa. from struggling in math, struggling in math, to being an honors math. And she was able to tell that story at Inspire, and it was. Such an amazing story. Wow. She like made people cry. It was yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm getting that's what marketers system. want. Yeah. And we want to pull at your heartstrings so hard, yeah. like you you're you're sad and you want to connect us, <laughs> stay connected forever. But um, Carmen, her name's Carmen. She um, just was an amazing parent advocate. Yeah. Um, because what I had what I told her at the time is that you know. I want like I want her to be comfortable speaking on stage, which she was very uncomfortable doing. But I wanted her to know that. You know, your your family is representing every single family. When yeah. we get in front of our supporters, we don't have they don't really go into the communities that we work into some of them. You know, yeah. they don't really fully know the struggles of the families. So, you know, you when you stand on that stage, you get to represent all those families. And it's really important for us to be able to tell them, you know, that we're making a difference. Yeah. And she definitely, you know, she didn't need any convincing. Okay. She did a great job um anyway. She was um, so amazing, and what ended up happening is that we had a position opening at Open at Power of My Learning. Wow. <laughs> so uh, Carmen, at, Carmen, we called Carmen, and I said, Carmen, you know, we have this position open. I'm yeah. just saying, and she had a great job. She'd been at for a really long time, yeah. and she was so happy. She said, "I would love to to come and be a part of the team." And Carmen is on our staff now. Wow. She is. When did that happen? When did she come on? She came on in 2016, I believe it was. Um, And uh, Carmen and Marcus are still very close to us. Um, We had our Christmas party at their house this past. Oh wow! (laughs) That is real. Our company Christmas party at at their house. Um, And so you know, Carmen, she was. She's a great parent. She's a great mom, but she could not help her son with his math homework, and it's like. Some of the struggles of our families transcend 
you know, their economic situations. Um, I don't necessarily have the exact same situation as some of the parents that come to our workshops. But I have the same struggles helping my son with his yeah. homework because it is so challenging yes, and the different. parents are yeah. left behind. Yeah. So I love that story because it just goes to show that, you know, Carmen is, uh, I mean, you know, we are making an impact and we have um, so many different ones. But yeah. Carmen's my favorite. That's, a, that's <laughs> an incredible story. I yeah. mean, oh, Carmen's man, like you, you go from somebody who's just struggling in a subject to like honors. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like yeah. life changing. He's doing so impacting. good in school. Yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of him. And he's he's grown up. So I took that picture of them at the workshop, not knowing that she would be, but because when she became our family of the year, I was like, I think I might have a picture of you guys. And sure enough. So her picture's on everything. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. I don't even know how else, what else to talk about because this this story, I want people to, to remember this story more so than anything else. So, uh, I don't know if we could talk about anything else because this is, this is great. So I, and and typically I will take a whole bunch of notes, but I honestly, I just drew a triangle because I was just so immersed yeah. in this conversation. So all I can share as a recap, which we try to do every single time we do a podcast, is uh, from what what I've learned from you is follow your passion. Absolutely. More important than anything else, it doesn't need to be nonprofit or not. It just mm-hmm. follow your passion, align your mission. As long as your core values are aligned with the mission of the company, I think people would find love and uh, excitement around that. And, and the staffs, like as you said, like two and three kids in your neighborhoods may not have access to internet, or may not have access to technology, may not have access to all these different things that we all take for granted. Mm-hmm. Find ways to help them. And Power My Learning is a great way to do it because Absolutely. you guys are a national organization, yes. not just regional. So wherever people are listening to it can probably go to PowerMyLearning.com. Yes, they can go to PowerMyLearning.org. Um, we have offices in L.A., in New York, and, of course, here in Atlanta. Yeah. So get involved. We need volunteers for all of our workshops. Like I said, we need uh, volunteers expand our capacity because yeah. um, we have such a lean amount of people that work at yeah. Power My Learning. So um, we need you to come out and help. You yeah. know, so yeah, definitely go to primalearn.org, find out more information yeah. about us. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And then, you know, obviously from a flip my phone perspective, you know, you guys are proud and big on flipmyphone.com yeah. and we always want to find ways to help you. And so if you guys want to click on the link, I think there will be information more about it. But Anisha, thank you so much for uh, inspiring me personally. <laughs> I'm sure like, you know, I can look at Caitlin over here and her eyes are like big. Uh, and uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. I hope uh, people find this as one of the most inspiring podcasts we've done so far. Thank you so much. It All was right. a pleasure. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.